15 minutes of neat stuff for kids. Greetings, amazing humans, and welcome to another 15 minutes of neat stuff for kids. I'm your host, Ms. Lauren, and I invite you to join me as we explore different areas of our world that spark our interest. This week, our topic is apples. I just couldn't resist talking about apples and orchards as the season starts to change to fall here in Minnesota, and apples actually grow well in our colder climate. Have you ever been to an orchard to pick apples? They are lovely spots to walk around and find out how some of your food grows. Spoiler alert, it's on a tree. Plus, if you pick an apple right off the tree, it tastes horrible. No, wait, I'm kidding. It tastes amazing. We just recently visited an apple orchard, and it was incredible to see all the different things they made from apples in their store. Apple donuts, apple honey, apple sauce, caramel apples. Can you think of anything else they might make from apples? Wow, that sounds de-applelicious. Do you have a favorite kind of apple? Yum. Mine is the Macintosh apple because it is so tart and sweet, and the fleshy part is so soft and delicate. But there are so many varieties. There are Granny Smith, which are the green tart ones, Honeycrisp, which are sweet and crisp. But then there are other ones like the Zestar and Sweet Tango. Can you think of any other ones? Yes. Usually in nature, the bees and butterflies flit from apple blossom to blossom, carrying pollen from one tree to another. But when farmers are developing new varieties, they mix and match traits or features, like crispness or sweetness, that they like more precisely. Now, this process can take years, like 15 years, which is kind of a long time. When they find an apple that they like, they want to make apples exactly like those ones. So they don't grow them from seeds. They attach existing branches with the apples that they like onto other tree trunks, like Frankenstein apple trees. Ah. It's really called grafting, but it's a way to get the apples to have the exact same genes. And genes are like nature's instruction manual. But even if you grow the exact same kind or variety of apple, they can still taste so different based on where they are grown. Why do you think that is? What do plants need to grow? Well, yes, they need soil, water, sun, and air. But is the soil or dirt the same everywhere? No, sometimes it's more rocky or more dirty or more wet or more dry. And all these things in their environment can make the apples taste so different. So a Honeycrisp may not taste the same from Minnesota or California, but it will still be delicious. And now it's time for our story. Wait, our story? Yes, our story. This time I put the song in the story. What? Nice thinking, Lauren. Oh, well, thank you so much. The Perfect Apple at Fireside Orchards Mary knew that she wanted to find the perfect apple. The orchard was huge, with rows and rows of apple trees, each bursting with so many apples that the branches all drooped down with the weight of their round fruits. What Mary didn't know was that this orchard was guarded by tiny wood fairies. 
The fairies at Fireside Orchard made sure that kids didn't waste the apples or squish the bees or climb too high on the apple trees and break the branches. If they did these things, then the fairies would use some sneaky magic to create a gust of wind to blow the bees away or suddenly make the tree trunk too slippery to climb. So kids and some adults never realized they were being thwarted by the magical fairies. They'd sing whenever conjuring their whimsical magic. And you could hear it if you listened very carefully to the wind. Pickles and barley, bristles and farley, string beans and fancy feet, apples are a tasty treat. We will guard you, we will guide you, our lovely apple trees. Mary ran far ahead of her mother so that when she looked back, her mother's outline was only a few inches tall. And if Mary stuck her hand out, she could pretend her mom was as tiny as a fairy. And she began to search for her perfect apple. No blemishes, great shape, no wormholes. Mary's list went on and on as to what made up the perfect apple. She stopped at a magnificent tree just brimming with beautiful fruit. She breathed in and could smell the colors of all the apples. Crimson, golden, pink, red. How do colors seem to swirl the smell in the air, she thought. She didn't know, but she opened up her bag to start picking. Mary's eyes glanced from apple to apple. Too lumpy, too dark, too red. Aha! She plucked a beautiful apple from the tree with a lovely dappling of yellow mixed with its red, just begging to be eaten. But upon turning it in her hand, she noticed some light brown patches on the back. Now, these brown patches were just natural spots where the apple's delicate skin had brushed against another apple, but wouldn't affect the taste or anything. But nonetheless, Mary tossed the apple aside and continued her search. Now, three fairies were watching, and the three fairies all gasped. How could she throw that beautiful apple away? said Maribel. That apple would make a delicious pie or sauce, said Marcus. Or just slices. Who cares about a couple of rough patches, said Mauve. Well, maybe she's, uh, saving it for later, uh, uh, on the ground, said Marcus. Mauve said, maybe, I mean, I hope so, but she really didn't look where she tossed it, and now she's on to the next. Let's follow her. All three hummed their fairy tune as they flitted from apple to apple, hiding just out of view, preparing to create some wind to catch Mary off guard. Mary kept searching. Mary found her perfect next apple choice. Aha, the perfect apple shape. And she plucked the apple from the stem. But as she turned the apple in her hand, she noticed the asymmetry. One side was not quite the same as the other. She thought she heard a faint tune in the wind, but ignored it and continued looking at the less-than-perfect apple before, deciding it would have to go and toss it aside. Again, the three fairies gasped in disbelief. That apple! That was a great apple! Maribel cried. That apple! That was a beautiful apple! cried Marcus. This is no good. Um, is it time to use a little apple magic? said Moth. Oh, yeah, cried Marcus. Pickles and barley, bristles and farley, string beans and fancy feet, apples are a tasty treat. We will guard you, we will guard you. But Maribel 
Marcus. Look, here comes her mom, and she's picking up the apples that the girl threw on the ground. The fairies gaped with mouths wide open as the mother put the cast-aside imperfect apples into her bag. As they stood there watching the mother, an apple launched towards them, again tossed aside by Mary as not being perfect. Was it a wormhole this time? Maribel, Marcus, and Mauve swiftly and gracefully dodged the incoming fruit, only to land themselves right in front of Mary's mother. Oh, hello, fairies. I thought I saw you over there, Mary's mother said as she picked up that apple and put it into her bag. Maribel was shocked. You knew we were here? I felt the magic of this orchard in all of these beautiful apples, Mary's mother sounded. They are beautiful, aren't they? said Marcus. So beautiful, she replied kindly. Mary overheard her mother and strode over loudly. The fairies quietly hid behind her mother's brown leather boots as they felt a kinship with her. Beautiful, these apples all have problems, mother. I have tried to find the perfect apple, but none of these are good enough. Good enough, eh? Good enough for what? asked her mother. Well, you. I wanted to find the perfect apple to give to you. You are so wonderful and kind and teach me so much, and you deserve an apple that doesn't have any spots or wobbles. Oh, darling, you already have found the best apples. I've been picking them up after you. And she pulled out the three apples from her bag. But they aren't perfect. The three fairies peered out from behind the boot. They don't have to be to still be beautiful, said Maribel. And wonderful, Marcus added. And most importantly, delicious, said Mauve. Mary stood there with her mouth wide open, looking at the tiny fairies. Yes, there are tiny fairies protecting these beautiful apples from people who might waste them, her mother said as she scooped Mary into her arms. Oh, like me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be wasteful. I just wanted the perfect apple. I think if you are looking for perfection, you won't find it. But if you look for beauty, it is all around you, her mother said. It really is, the three fairies chimed in. Oh, could we do a little magic, said Marcus. I suppose so, Frizzles said Maribel. flames, and the delicious smells became visible in swirls of color mists emanating from each apple, in pink, red, and yellow, all floating together on the breeze, mixing and swirling as they made their way towards Mary and her mother, encircling them in a fragrant embrace. At the end of the magical display, all Mary could utter was, this is perfect. The end. And now it's time for an activity. Activity number one, observational journal. Cut open an apple and look inside. Note, there are two ways to cut it in half. 
along its middle or from top to bottom, like stem to stem. What do you see? Can you draw a picture of it? How many seeds did you find? What are their shapes? Can you look at them under a microscope? Write it down or tell your favorite adult about it. At this point, you could dip it in paint and then use half of the apple as a fun apple stamp or slice it up and eat it. Activity number two, make applesauce with your grown-up. You will need three apples, about one half cup of water or so, cinnamon and or pumpkin pie spices, a pinch of salt, sweetener of your choice to taste, up to a quarter cup, honey or maple syrup work great, or regular sugar. Or if you have really sweet apples, you may not need any at all. Now, I'm a bit free flow with this one, but make sure you ask your grown-up for help to peel and slice your apples into small pieces. Now put them in a pot and add the water, sugar, and spices. Put the pot on the stovetop and ask an adult to turn on the stove to medium-low heat. As it cooks, stir it periodically until all the apples have softened and you can mash them up with a fork or masher. Remove from heat, let cool, and enjoy alone or with a little ice cream. Well, that's our show for this week. I had such a fun time with you. Thank you so much for listening. Come back in two more weeks for 15 more minutes of neat stuff for kids. I'm your host, Miss Lauren, and I hope you have the best day ever. If you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure to share this with your friends who would enjoy it, plus subscribe where you listen, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps people find the podcast, and I appreciate your help. Thank you so much, and see you soon.